Welcome to the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer and business coach helping you to live in your purpose. And that is what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, which is all about karma and why it's helpful to know about karma. Before I jump in, I want to let you know about my Your Magnetic Blueprint program, which is open right now. It is for spiritual coaches, healers, and guides who are working online. They have an online business and they're looking to leverage their cosmic blueprint and make more money and impact in their work. And this program specifically is a two-month high-touch program that will help you get clearer about your goals and your vision, who you're serving, the words you use, the offers you're putting together, but also work at the spiritual level to work with any limiting beliefs around money and to give you powerful spiritual tools, including wonderful guest teachers like Shantala Sri Ramaya. Dr. Robert Sabota and Mark Mahan, all of whom have been on this podcast. So you can go back and listen to them. Um, the program starts December 9th and the early bird price ends on November 29th. We are half full. So the doors will close early if we do fill up. And I really look forward to getting started in this program with you all. Okay. So the topic this week is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and that is karma. It's complex. I will say right now, I don't fully understand it. I've been obsessed for 10 years to read anything having to do with it. I've had tons of conversations with my teachers about it. I have seen it expressed in my own life and and watched as I study Jyotish astrology, how it affects other people's lives and have watched so many people experience their karma. So I'm working from that vantage point, but it is said that even the gods don't understand karma. So this is a complex topic that could take lifetimes to understand. Basically though, it is the law of cause and effect. So what does that mean? It's like Newton's third law of motion. Where there's an action, there will be an equal and opposite reaction. The reason this gets complicated is because it's happening at many levels at once, meaning we have our personal karma, we have the karma we share with our family, we have the karma we share with friends and groups and societies and nations and then the entire world like we've seen in the pandemic. There are different types of karmas. So there are karmas that are really entrenched. We call them stuck karmas. They're called dridda karma. That's like a very stuck hard to change karma. We have kind of middle ground karmas that can be changed with some effort. And then we have some karmas that are more loose or easier to change. And so we all have a karmic storehouse where the karmas are coming to fruit in various lifetimes. So yes, there's an assumption here of reincarnation. All of the karmas that we have committed that are now coming back to us are happening in this lifetime, but are also things that have happened in the past. 
No one should ever feel ashamed. It's not like you've sinned. This is not the same kind of belief system. You don't deserve it. When something happens to you, that's not how this works. It's really helpful to just depersonalize it and start to think about what now? What can I do in light of this? How can I make this easier for myself? So those are important things to take into consideration. But we all have this karmic storehouse And our birth chart, our karmic map, allows us to see the kinds of karmas that may fruit in this particular lifetime. So that's why Jyotisha or Vedic astrology is such a powerful tool, because it allows us to have a depth of awareness that I am not aware of anything else that can provide that. It's really great to have a relationship to our intuition, to have other divination tools. Those are extremely helpful. But the level of precision that we can see about what area of life, what types of karmas, the timing that those may actually come to fruit within the lifetime is out of this world when we are talking about Vedic astrology or Jyotisha. So this information should be used, of course, to empower us rather than to disempower us. So when we know that we have a very stuck karma, it's not something that we should be like, you know, making an excuse around or avoiding or not doing any remedies for because why bother? We want to use this information to empower ourselves. How can we get even more nimble around this particular issue? How can we ask for help? How can we be aware of maybe some specific timing to be even more careful about? And the, the, kind of example that's coming to mind right now is when, for example, you have Mars with the nodes and we're going into an eclipse season. And by the time you listen to this, we will be in an eclipse season. So that would be a time to be extra careful if Mars or the nodes are activated or, you know, you're in a period of Mars or sub period of Mars or K2 or Rahu, that would be a time to be particularly careful around the potential for accidents. So that's just an example. So we want to use this information to empower ourselves so we can make really smart decisions. We can take extra good care of ourselves and, you know, really treat ourselves like we are a vessel of gifts that are being given to the physical world. We are, you know, the universe in physical form delivering these beautiful gifts. And so karma is both positive and negative. And I talked about this a little bit in my workshop, Getting Beyond Your Money Karma, that I delivered a couple of weeks back. If you are looking for better ways to understand astrology and yourself, you are in luck because I have a course out now called The Planets. And it goes in depth into the stories of the planets, their characteristics, how we can have a relationship with them, how they may afflict us and what to do about it. You also learn a lot about karma, about Vedic astrology and what it is, where it originates from, how to read your chart. So it's a pretty in-depth look and a helpful tool for you to better understand astrology. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to weaveyourbliss.teachable.com. You'll see the planets there and you can click through and learn more. There's not only bad karma. It's sort of in the West, we've talked about karma as sort of a bad 
thing. Oh, it's your karma that happened, you know, but it's also positive karmas that we are here to experience. And most of us have a mix of the two. So for example, you may have karmas that allow you to make money easily, but not to save it easily. That was an example that I gave during that talk is like, that allows you to be able to earn money and keep it in flow, but it may cause you stress, especially for your family, if you're unable to save. So then working at the level of creating a good remedy for yourself, involving yourself with other people's karma. So if you have a partner, if you have kids, whatever, allowing that karma to to sort of support you and bolster you so that you can save. So this is all things that a Jyotishi can help you with and that empowers you. So a karmic map allows us to see these tendencies and opportunities and to know what remedies to use. And if you have a skilled Jyotishi, they can really get in there and help you find remedies that are going to be helpful. And this is really empowering because the best way to work with karma is through awareness. It's through remedies. And the remedies are not always really clear. It's not like the thing you're doing is going to automatically have a connection to what results you want to get. So sometimes people will will sort of question, is this even working? I don't know. And it's hard to honestly assess that because you've done the remedy and you don't know what it would be like if you didn't do the remedy. But the way that I like to think about it is when it's more esoteric and not so straightforward, what you're doing is you're infusing your action with intention. And that's a really important thing to do because intention gets you halfway there, especially if you have faith in what it is that you're doing. This can be a really powerful way to start to shift things. A lot of remedies are quite practical though. Like for example, if you have trouble with your mother, you can do a kind of service for women who struggle in some way. So if your mother was abused and she's abusive, you may help women who were abused, for example. And that would be like a remedy to help you get through your issue by helping others. So that's very, very practical remedy. Another remedy is using mantras or recitations that align you with higher forces of sort of a cleansing or uplifting mental states and clearing stagnation in the throat chakra. So this is something I also talked about in my Money Karma workshop is the relationship that the throat has and opening up the throat has with elevating your second house in your chart, which is your savings house. It's your connection to traditions. It's also a connection to your family. So it's, it's a very deep house. It's, it's the place in the sky right before a planet rises on the horizon. So there's a lot of karma that can be seen in that house and liberating your throat through chanting, through singing kirtan. Even I gave some examples like Jay-Z in that workshop who is a rapper. He, you know, he does hip hop, but he was able to speak really truthfully about the world as he saw it and say things that were uplifting to himself and to his community. And that also liberated his voice. I also gave an example of an opera singer that I know who's had a phenomenal amount of success financially after having done some intensive work on her mindset, but also being an opera singer allowed her to open up her throat and save through that lens. In addition, she was connected to her partner's karma, her kid's karma. Uh, there's a lot more to it. The point is that this relationship to the throat and being able to speak clearly, being able to set boundaries is a really great remedy. 
And this takes us back to one of the primary remedies, which is belief. So all karma is originating in belief. It's thought, word, and deed. And those deeds start as thoughts and they start as beliefs. So that's the level at which we can really start to change some major trends in our karma. So it's important the words that we use. It's important the words we say to ourselves. So this is a really good place to start if you're going to change some of those systems of beliefs that have been entrenched in you and enculturated in you from the world at large. So I really hope this information is helpful to you. I could talk about this all day, but I'm going to leave it there and allow you to send any questions you have. When you hear this episode, you can send me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear from you if you have another topic you'd like to suggest for these solo podcasts. And again, please go check out your magnetic blueprint, my two month high support program for spiritual coaches, healers, and guides looking to make more money and impact online in their businesses. That is at weaveyourbliss.teachable.com under the courses there. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a comment for us. I want to thank the team at Team Podcast who helped get this podcast out to you. And also to thank the musicians who were the creators of this beautiful music we're listening to now. It comes from an album, Fragments of a Season, by Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantula-Desma. So check it out wherever you get your music. Have a wonderful day, and we will connect soon on a future episode. Thank you.